They are using all kinds of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all my fellow Sky Watchers from all corners of the globe. We're back live once again on this beautiful July 1st, 2015, broadcasting from New Logic Studios in Miami, Florida. I'm Angel Espino, one half of the usual suspects on the show here. With me as usual is my hetero radio life mate, the other guy, Alan Weiler. Alan, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. I'm just sitting here relaxing and waiting to do the show with you. Good times. Woohoo! Yeah. Woohoo! Indeed. So, what's new in your world, my friend? Any uh, anything ufology related happened to you in the last uh, seven days? Actually, oh, not you. Right. Uf- actually, not ufology related. But you know, I, I, I yeah. Well, maybe kind of, sort of. Kind of, um, sort of. I like. Yeah, sorta. I was at it. I was at an event. Okay. Uh, Detail. This past, I was at an event this past uh, weekend in Miami. Unfortunately, again, we did not connect, but that's your yes, fault. Yeah, yeah. Always my, my fault. fault. Yeah, yep. uh, that's it. Um, and I saw someone displaying and demonstrating this really, really cool new camera that I'm probably going to take on as a product that I get involved with. Now, nice. I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure you, you know, some of you out there have seen this new software that's uh, supposed to do UFO tracking on the Black Vault website. Uh, yes, I don't know I'm familiar know. with that. Yeah. Yep. All right. What makes this camera unique is that it does 360 degree photos live and video 360 degrees. Now that is impressive. Yeah, I was that more is impressive. Than... Now, what's the uh, yeah. price tag on this thing looking like? Uh, four ninety nine. That's eh, not um, too bad. Hold on, wait. It's also rated IP sixty seven, which means it is waterproof up to about thirty feet. Cool. So it's going to be start looking for your USOs. You, right? That's right, yeah. USO <laughs> hunting. That's right. Uh, That'll be our next show, by the way. Instead of Sky Watchers, we're going to be underwater. Watchers Radio. Hey, it gets us out there diving. That would actually not be a bad idea. You think about it, you know. Yeah, I'm down. You, you know, uh, scuba knots. I don't know, you know. <laughs> we'll think of something creative. But I actually I was, like that, scuba knots. That's actually pretty clever. Yeah. I, I, I was really, really impressed with the product because it's uh, 1024 vertical by, uh, and this is the video portion, by 6,000 whatever uh, round in a 360-degree angle. 
Nice. Uh, it can be used as a security camera. It's got a microphone built in, so it'll be good for audio and video. So it's good for ghost hunting. You know, you can put it in the center of the room, and it records the whole entire place. Um, the best video demo that I saw of the product, uh, they were actually uh, catching fish with it. You know, they were out, uh, you know, fish hunting. Fishing. Here's the question: fishing. Does it record audio from underwater? And how does that sound? Look, I found I found Nemo, and he does talk. Um, but I found Nemo in a sushi kit. But that's besides the point. And he was delicious. Yes, he was. Indeed. Um, now, if you guys want to call in tonight, by the way, let's give out the phone numbers. It's uh, or the phone number. It's only one number. No matter where you are. It could be west of the Rockies, east of the Rockies, north of the equator, south of the equator. I don't, I don't care where you are, folks. If you dial this number, you're going to get through. Unscreened. We we don't have a screener. None. Sorry, that's... Number is... Yeah, that's annoying. That's outer space. Nope. Sorry. I, I don't know what the hell that was. The number is 786-245-8127. Again, that's 786-245-8127. And if you want to look us up on Skype, you could do that by putting up PSN Radio on your Skype search. You'll find us right away, I guarantee it. I mean, it's going to be really hard to miss us. We're right there. Just PSN Radio. Or or you can find us on Twitter. We're tweeting stuff out. We're actually are tweeting stories that we're going to talk about in a minute here. Uh, look us up on Twitter as Skywatchers Show. That's Skywatchers Show. So, actually, there's a couple of things I, I do want to go over uh, before... Ooh. Uh, we go on break in a few because uh, we're we're going to be joined tonight on the news segment of the show. This week we're having Mike Mott join the show Ooh. from The Outer Edge. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, well, I'll let you play that song. Yeah, that's my sound effect, man. Hold on, let me do that. The Outer Edge. Huh? Pretty good. Unfortunately, I can't hear because I'm on the headphones with you there. So well, Just pretend you heard that bam, bam, bam in the background. Like, oh, my God! Shocking, 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 shocking. Something like that, right. Really bad echo, echo, echo. I don't know why you're even doing the echo. I promise I won't interrupt. What's with the echo? Really, really, I'm not... I don't know. I'm just having fun with it tonight. Oh, well, that's good. It's good to finally have fun. (laughs) Don't talk to me about that. I'm still on my medication. In fact, I just want to let everybody know who's probably wondering. uh, Yes, I'm back on stereo tonight. I I could hear from both sides. Last week we did the show and I could only hear from my right side because my left side was completely clogged. Not because I have dirty ears, but because I'm on like some weird medication and it has like weird side effects. And one of them is you lose hearing from one side of the ear. Temporarily, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy side effect, but there's different things that supposedly happen with this medication, and I got to take it for three months. So if one day I start talking really awkwardly, or wait, well, actually that happens all the time, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. But if I start talking even stranger than normal, it might just be because of the medication. So just be patient with me, okay? I am a uh, I am on heavy medication, but tonight uh, we're going to have Anthony Milne on the show with us, and uh, it, it, this is going to be a fun show. Anthony is an author, and uh, he's got a, a, an amazing book that he wrote, and um, he's going to talk about it. Tonight. What kind of book is it? It's about Doomsday. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I just saw a really cool cookbook. It's called 101 Ways to Walk Your Dog. No, here's the thing. Oh, that's 101 Ways <laughs> to Walk Your Dog? What? Yeah, that's a great cookbook. 
Oh man, I don't even—I don't even want to go there with you. Anyway, moving on. Uh, here's some of the books he's written. One of them is called Doomsday, and uh, of course, uh, you know that's something everybody. Well, you would think right? if he talks about Doomsday, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And uh, another one is uh, Earth uh, Changing Climate, and that's something that I'm very interested in because guess what? The Earth is uh, changing, folks. The climate well, is changing. Right. So, well, I mean, uh, interesting books. we really are just coming out. We're still at, in the re, at the late, 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 late portion of the last ice age, technically, which Cor- is why we got global warming. Correct, yes. And another really interesting book, I just got this one recently, is Our Holographic World, uh, and it's The Shocking Truth About Time and Reality. Okay. I mean, this uh, this man is a, an amazing author, and uh, he does really, really good work out there. So check him out on Amazon uh, by p- uh, putting up Anthony Milne. That's A-N-T-O-N-Y, Anthony Milne, M-I-L-N-E, M-I-L-N-E, there we go. And he's going to be with us on the second hour of the show tonight. He's going to be our main guest uh, in the second part of the show. But we're going to be joined by Mike Mike Mott, like I I said, and he's going to join us uh, in about eh, 15 minutes, roughly around there. Okay, that's not a problem. What do we got to cover in the meantime? From here to then, though. From here to then? Yeah, I had to cough there for a second. Okay, thank you for putting on mute. I did not need to hear you go. It, well, and you have to reenact it. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. Yes. Did it work? Yeah, good job. Yeah, not, not really. Uh, first thing we're going to go over here, and uh, this is uh, directly from openminds.tv, so shout-outs to them. Um, now, I know you probably are not even paying attention to what I am doing on Twitter, Mr. No, Other actually, Guy. I'm not. Uh, no, you're I'm, not. So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the uh, stories that we're going to go over here on your Skype so you can check them out, because I know you're... You're you're the other guy for a reason, so. Right, that's right. I am the lazy bastard. Uh, I could say that on t- on the radio, right? I well, we'll find out I, later. It, it, it's one of it's one of the uh, seventy. You could say words. you could say that on NBC. I think it'll be okay. Well, yeah, it, it's one of the seventy three words you're allowed to say on TV, according to George Carlin uh, when he did his TV special, as opposed to the nine words you're not allowed to say on TV. Right. So I'm assuming it translates to radio as well. Well, I would hope so. Okay. For your sake. I should actually I should actually find that list on audio and just you know, just as a fun segment we should just run that. Not on this show. I don't want to get into that kind of trouble on this show. That's why that's if idea. they're allowed to say it, you're allowed to say it. <laughs> nah, it's okay. Look, check this out. Uh first story we're gonna go over it's uh the top ten strangest Canadian UFO reports. Uh now I didn't know that you know The was, aliens uh, were polite. Yeah, I didn't know there was that many uh, strange things about UFOs other than uh, they're, you know, UFOs. I mean, the event itself is strange, but uh, these are the strangest of the strange, right? The top ten strangest Canadian UFO reports. And uh, the first one happened here right on February 15th, 1915. Okay. Long time ago. Uh, Not a galaxy far away, but long. No, 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 but... Uh, you know what's funny though? Wasn't this like around the time where moonshine was really popular? Oh, I have a drinking problem, Mister. I'm just saying. I'm, 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 that's what I'm saying. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Uh, so now, Cana- my, yeah, yeah. It, instead of Alan, it's alcoholic. Exactly. Canadian UFO researchers and investigators uh, were uh, polled for their uh, personal picks of the most remarkable Canadian cases of the past century, and uh, here they are in chronological order. Uh, the first one in, nine, in February uh, 15, 1915, happened in Ottawa, Ontario, and uh, it was called a Phantom Invasion. Dun, dun, dun. I thought of, you were playing the music for it. 
Well, I felt like doing it myself there, sir. I wanted you to hear it. All right, you did a good job. So you, so you know there's no echo. Okay. Thank you. Now it says here, a phantom invasion of unusual aerial objects caused enough panic throughout the national capital region that the lights on Parliament Hill were extinguished in order to prevent targeting by the enemy. Targeting by the enemy. Invasion. Are they saying that they launched something at the um, at, at people? Well, I don't know. It doesn't really say. It just says it was a phantom invasion. Now, it, it doesn't phantom lead you to think that you really couldn't see what was there? Uh, yeah. Actually, you know, I did like that uh, video you showed me last week of infrared recording of daytime objects that can't be seen with the human eye. I don't oh, know if anybody cool out stuff, there right? has actually tried that yet, but please, if you have, do me a favor and call in. I want to hear about it. Indeed. Now, anyway, the second uh, strangest UFO report here in, in Canada, uh, it comes in February 10th, 1951, shortly after Roswell, right? Just a few years after. Uh, right. And this is on uh, Gander, Newfoundland. It says a U.S. Navy transport plane was reported to have nearly collided with a giant circular ar- uh, orange object that was almost li- that almost literally flew circles around the American aircraft as it flew between Iceland and Newfoundland. Hmm. Interesting. I, I got to admit that sounds interesting to me, to say the least. Um, I would actually like to, you know, read more reports. Uh, there's a, like an extended report on that. Because that involves hey, the United States uh, Navy, so there has to be some by the way, of a report. I, 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 by the way, I do want to sidetrack, and I wanted to ask your opinion about this new thing that Can we Obama... do it after this report? Okay, do it after fine. the report. After sure. the report, thank you. After All the report. Right. All right. Uh, next one comes on August 8th, 1954, from uh, Shirley's Bay, Ontario. Uh, Wilbert Smith, a uh, Defense Department engineer, set up a flying saucer detection station at a government facility on the date. His instruments recorded a large magnetic disturbance overhead, which uh, Smith uh, believed to be from an alien craft. And then he got jiggy with it, and on Independence Day, he kicked their butts. No, wait, that's a different uh, Smith. No, <laughs> I was like, totally really? different. Well, the guy's name is Wilbur Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? He got jiggy with it. Just saying. Okay. I made that. I made that. I made that connection quick. I don't think. I don't, know, I don't think you made that one. But no. no. I'm saying. Thinking ahead okay. of you. All right. The next one comes on August 23rd at 1953 from Fort McLeod, Alberta. And uh, let's see here. This is RCAF Squadron Leader Robert Schilderhorst. And I uh, probably pronounced that wrong. And as flight lieutenant were attempting to uh, set cross uh, to set a cross Canada speed record in their Sabre jet, uh, when they observed a, and photographed a bright oval object near the plane at an altitude of thirty six thousand feet. Okay, and that's not really that strange. Uh, no. no, nothing really strange about that one. I mean, the last one was kind of strange because the guy's name was Will Smith. I mean, aliens, Will Smith. Yeah, I get that. So yeah. I mean, that's this one. Uh, not really that strange, Canada. So I'm start. Uh, you know, I'm trying to say wow, ooh, huh? Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, not a wow, ooh. I'm that's just, like more like a, eh. yeah. Anyway, the next one comes on May twentieth, nineteen sixty-seven, from Falcon Lake, Manitoba. Weekend prospector. That's a nice area, actually. That is a very nice area, actually. Uh, Weekend prospector Stefan Mischleck was burned by a saucer-shaped object which had landed near him. Later, uh, radioactivity at the site was uh, considered high enough to consider closing the uh, park entirely. 
Despite investigations uh, by American and Canadian officials in the case, uh, it was listed as just unexplained by the United States Air Force. Now, see, that's a, a strange one. That's no, that is. That is kind of strange. Out yeah. There. Yeah. I mean, it was just uh, considered unexplained. There's no explanation, so there you go. Next one, uh, October 4th, 1967, from Shag Harbor, Nova Scotia. Yeah, we know about Shag Harbor. Oh, yeah. Many witnesses and it, included... And well, it's, it's Sag Harbor, not Shag Harbor. Yeah, but I like seeing Shag. I'm sorry. Oh, red, I might. Whatever. Many witnesses, including uh, RCMP... Uh, I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I heard. Uh, anyway, many witnesses observed a bright object uh, fall from the sky to the ocean. Later, a patch of luminous uh, foam was found on the surface of the water where it was presumed to have sunk. Rumors of the U.S. Hmm. Navy recovery operations located and removed the mysterious object persist to this day. That's right. Shag Harbor, baby. 1967. Now, on uh, September 1st, 1974, uh, Le- uh, Langenberg, Saskatchewan. Right. Oh, good. Uh, you pronounced it. Yeah. All yeah. Right. No, that's a tough one for me. Uh, and that's on medication. Not bad, huh? I am impressed. So am I. Farmer Edwin uh, Fur was uh, swatting when swatting, running, swathing, uh, when he came upon several metallic bowl-shaped objects uh, spinning rapidly in a hayfield. The objects took off and uh, left behind circular impressions, which protruded uh, crop circles uh, found years later in England. Uh, in other words, they left uh, some crop circles. He saw okay. some bowl-shaped objects leaving crop circles. Yeah, that's pretty good. Now, in uh, May 13, 1975, in Carmen, Manitoba, hundreds of people observed a bobbing bright reddish-orange light in the sky beginning about, let me see, beginning about the about this date and continuing for and several they, months. Right, they saw it for several months. It was yeah. frequently seen. The object was seen so it frequently was, it was a, yeah, uh, it had a really cool name named Charlie, Charlie Red, Red Star. Star. Yeah. yeah. That's really badly written, though, about this date. Anyway. Yeah, well... Anyway, this happens. Uh, January 6, 1977. Uh, this is the year that I was born, so this is the best year ever. Right? <laughs> okay, if you say so. Well, just think about this for a second, and we'll deviate for one second. 1977 gave birth to two amazing things. Me, right, and Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Right, there you go. good for one thing, yeah. Yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, me, yeah, well. Anyway, you don't like Just the prequels out here. Anyway, uh, January 6, 1977, out of Montreal, Quebec, one of my favorite places in the world. I love Montreal. Uh, Miss Florida Melbouf watched as a saucer-shaped object appeared to land on the roof of a building across from her home. Uh, two uh, spindly creatures with, uh, in tight-fitting suits appeared in the edge of the roof and then disappeared before the object took off. Hmm. Ooh, that's creepy. And uh, oh, the last one here, on November... 1980, the year Empire Strikes Back came out. Just saying, uh, Duncan uh, in, in Duncan, <laughs> British Columbia. Uh, Granger Taylor was a teenager who was obsessed with aliens and UFOs, and of course, he saw some aliens and UFOs. That's what happens. Uh, to this, to the point, uh, he was obsessed to the point of uh, building his own huge-sized model in his backyard. One day, following a series of UFO sightings in the area, which was probably all him just messing around, um, he announced to his friends that he was going to take away, uh, he was going to be taken away by aliens, and then he would never be seen again. Uh, Police actually located his uh, truck in a secluded area 
along with uh, evidence uh, that Granger committed suicide, although there are many, many, many examples of Canadian cases that are among the most uh, uh, significantly unusual on record. This one because the guy actually committed suicide. So okay. that gets number one because he committed suicide. So that's the one guy who killed himself in Canada over aliens. And, well, all i got to say to that is these things happen. Exactly. Take the words right out of my mouth. All I'm going to say is whoops. If you guys want to check out that article yourself, go to openminds.tv and read it right on there. Now, the next story we're going to go over, and um, this is actually a really, really big one, Alan. Okay. Like, this is huge, man. I'm going to link it to you right now on Skype because I want you to follow along. And before I even start reading it or even read the, the subject line, I want you to take a good look at what that says. Read that. Uh, read that, read that. Read yeah, that. that's interesting. And funny as it is, it's on the Art Bell Midnight in the Desert uh-huh. website. That's right. Plug, plug, yeah, plug. Yeah, yeah. Now, check this out. NASA head. And Actually made the statement, made Area the 51 statement. and extraterrestrial life both exist. And this is an um, official NASA head. Now, talking about disclosure, right? Wouldn't this kind of count as a form of disclosure? I mean, this guy is a NASA head or an ex-NASA well, head. Well, y- yes and no. If you read the article, it says, uh, extraterrestrial life does exist. The head of NASA confirmed, but said aliens were not hidden in Area 51. Now, if you continue right. reading in the article, it right, says NASA right. Administrator Major Charles Bolden told British school children that he was confident, not that he confirmed, but that he was confident that scientists would find life outside of Earth because there were so many planets that are similar to our own. There's nowhere uh, – let's see where he says – here, follow to the next paragraph. Asked by 10-year-old Carmen Deering if he believed in aliens, he said, I do believe that we will someday find other forms of life or a form of life, if not in our solar system, then in some other solar system, the billions of systems in the in the billions of systems in the universe. He didn't say he confirmed it or anything like that. No, but he did uh, confirm Area 51's existence. Gee, the government did that in the 90s. Well, no, 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 no. And no president even talked about that until recently. No, but I like the fact that more. Yeah, but I like the fact that. Yeah, but I like the fact that more and more people are coming out now and saying Area 51, yeah, it existed. Yeah, it was, it's real. You know? And this leads me to the next big thing. Right. Which is Bob Lazar. Oh, okay. Recently, Bob Lazar. Um, had a, a person from uh, who actually worked at uh, Los Alamos and uh, at the at the same base that he alleged to have worked at. Right. They came forward saying that they actually worked with Bob Lazar, and they pretty much, um, well, I guess the, their uh, their uh, what do you call it? Um, confirming his story. Well, are they confirming word? his story? Or are they saying yes? He was he worked there. And that's all they're saying. It all depends. You know, what exactly are they saying? But anyway. It, it, well, here's, you know, here's the thing. If the government has gone out of their way for this long to try to hide the fact that this man worked at Area 51, 
Okay, and and they've done so many things to prove that he has not worked there, and it, you know a lot of people don't believe in a lot of people really don't believe that Bob Lazar worked at Area Fifty One. They really don't. But if they've gone this far out of their way to now somebody say, oh yeah, well actually he did work at Area Fifty One, and it's proven that he worked at Area Fifty One, don't you kind of have to sort of say, well, maybe everything else he was talking about is true also? Well, we don't know what he's embellished on and what he hasn't. If any, his story has not changed from the moment he came forward till now. Okay, so that's I'm not the, gonna I'm not gonna argue I mean, with you there. That's one thing, and usually when people lie, they embellish over the years. Things come up that they oh I forgot, or I remembered this on some hypnotic regression session that I had, and now I remember the aliens that took me to another part of the ship, and they had you know people start embellishing on stories after years. This guy has not changed one word of his story, and he's, you know, remained pretty, uh, pretty, uh, you know, pretty. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, serious about the fact that he did work at this base, no matter what debunkers and other people throw at, threw at him over the years. So, right. it's just interesting that now more people are coming forward that saying that yeah, Area Fifty One is real; it existed, and now somebody who worked there is confirming that this man worked there at Area Fifty One. I think disclosure is maybe possibly around the corner. And speaking of, of around the corner, Steve Bassett is going to be on the show pretty soon with us. I I'm wonder what he to has that. to say about this. I'm sure he'll say something. But what I was going to throw out into the whole mix is, what do you think of what Obama did today, or what he's? he's oh, let's get to your question. Yes, about you know opening up uh, embassy in Cuba, and I'm wondering what the Cuban people will say about. A, the lines and the uh, ruins that are in the waters around Cuba, not to mention what kind of UFOs they've seen in the air that we don't get to hear about. It, uh, oh, we're going to hear, yeah, we're going to hear of all kinds of stories now as you know the doors open up with Cuba and uh, more and more people are coming back and forth. And look, uh, I've said this on other shows and, I, and I've talked to this uh, in different circles uh, about what's going to end up happening in the next 20 years as we bridge this huge gap, you know, that we've had for 50 years now with Cuba and we open this new bridge with them. Uh, we're going to find out a whole lot of stuff that was happening during the 50s, 60s, 70s, especially when the Castro brothers are completely out of the picture. More stuff is just going to come out and you're going to hear all kinds of stories. I'm sure Cuba's had sightings, maybe even crashes. Who the heck knows what's happened in Cuba? And a lot of stuff, I've, I mean, I've been told stories of sightings and, and all kinds of things that have happened in Cuba from family members. So just think of when a lot of that stuff starts coming to the U.S. from people that are there, you know, talking to us here, because it's only going to get easier going back and forth over the next five, ten years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I really uh, got to say this much for, you know, all the flack that Obama has taken in his presidency, uh, his uh, whole thing with Cuba here has been done beautifully. Uh, look, I know people are saying, well, you know, they're a communist country and you can't deal with communists. Well, you know, we deal with other communists in this world, and, you know, nobody's making a big fuss about that. You have to have well, relationships with just about everybody and be diplomatic with everybody in the world, because if not, you're always going to be at war with everybody, and that solves nothing. It really doesn't. So I love the fact that Obama has opened this doorway to Cuba, and, and hopefully it does open up a whole new, uh, you know, a whole new world of, of income for both 
you know countries because if you think about it, the revenue is going to go up for tourism and all kinds of things uh, when it comes oh, yeah, to Cuba absolutely. and the U.S. So I mean, this is going to generate a whole lot of, of interest from outside of the countries. Uh, Europeans are going to want to come to Cuba, and you know it's going to be easier all over the world to be able to travel. Well, Europeans to Cuba now, can so. go to Cuba now. Yeah, they all can, all but it's going to, it's going to get cheaper and cheaper because now it's more open. You know, it's really expensive to go to Cuba, and sometimes you have to go to certain, you know, certain countries and take connections and stuff because they don't allow you to go through here or there. I mean, everything is going to just get easier. Now that you know all this going on, though, does not mean that the embargo is completely lifted. Congress has the option to, you know, to block anything that Obama does, and if the next president comes in and he wants to like veto whatever he did, it could all be back to square one. Right. So we're not out of the woods yet, but I do like the positive steps being taken uh, to move forward in uh, this world because nobody wants to be stuck in the 1950s for crying out loud. Nobody wants that. Uh, guys, we're going to be back in a quick uh, commercial after a quick commercial break with Mike Mott, who's going to join us for the rest of the hour here, and he has uh, some news he's going to share with us from the outer edge. Stick around. This is the Dark Matter Digital Network, and this is Skywatchers Radio you're listening to right now. I am Angel Espino. That over there is the other guy. That's right, that's me. That That's him, yeah. Slow line, that's really him, unfortunately. Uh, but we'll be right back. Stick around. <laughs> This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth-oriented discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network, live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, CapricornMembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic. Truth is truth. The UFO phenomenon either we like it or not is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes and, you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. This is Martin Willis, the host and podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. Hi, this is Jeff Brady, host of In Other News, heard on Dark Matter Radio on Thursdays. In this strange period where free energy technology is weaponized, dissent is criminalized, and war economies flourish, the human family is being deliberately assaulted on multiple fronts in the food, air, water, and during sleep. Yet here we are with information at our fingertips, only to become a slave to the portable digital communication device. You know what you're really communicating. You're screaming to cell phone corporations, please put a chip in me. 
past shows have looked at issues involving electromagnetic weapons, satellite stalking, RFID, orgone and organite, illegal fluoridated drinking water for infants, airport radiation scanners, secret societies, energy vampires, psychopathy, surveillance, sex trafficking, disaster capitalism. So tune in to In Other News Thursdays on the Dark Matter Radio Network, the pioneers of overnight talk radio. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application, Mobile Talk Radio. Imagine having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. You'll be surprised how easy it is to use. So I think what's going on here is Obama is banking on unemployment falling. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man. Man of Steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com And we're back on Skywatchers Radio on the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio. And like promised, now this week's news correspondent, none other than Mr. William Michael Mott from the Outer Edge himself. Welcome, William Michael Mott, back to Skywatchers Radio. Hey, guys. Thanks thanks for having me back. I'm doing great, man. Doing great. It's been a good week so far. Really? What's happened? What's going on? Yeah, what's going on with you this week? Well, well, you know, I mean, I've just been doing some some new projects. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a writer and stuff, but I'm also an artist and a graphic designer and stuff like that. So I, I've, I've been doing doing some t-shirt designs this week, and in fact, several, but one in particular is is related to one of my books, and so I just got that up th- uh, today, actually, on the, um, uh, site called Teespring, and uh, Teespring.com, and so that's it's the CCCC, as in the letter C. Uh, Caverns and Cauldrons T-shirt, and it's based on my book. Uh, sort of a, a plug for my book, Caverns, Cauldrons, and Concealed Creatures, which is now in its third edition. And uh, it's a pretty cool T-shirt. It's got a nice big illustration on the back. Pretty cool picture of a, of a sort of a, an unknown creature skulking through a cavern. And then on the on the front, it's got a, a, the same little graphic, much smaller, you know, on, on the left chest side of the thing. But it, it's a really good looking shirt. So I got that out today, so I was happy. What are you guys up to? Well, we're waiting to hear what's going on in well, the news from you. In yeah, the news. What's, uh, what's well, new with the news with you UFO news. from you know, I, the I Outer Edge? <laughs> or the Outer Edge. Well, let's, let's do the, the UFO thing first. I, I've Go been okay. you know, looking at a lot of these UFO stories, and i got to tell you guys, is it just me or is it just more of the same all the time? 
in terms of, you know, uh, alleged this, alleged that. You know, I, I like to see hardcore evidence on things. I did see a cool video earlier this week where NASA, uh, a, a space station, not space, what's the space station? Oh, 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 oh I know where you're going yeah. with this. I yeah, heard yeah. about this. The, yeah, the yeah, camera, yeah. the camera shut off all of a sudden. Uh, well, only after certain uh, things. After appeared, showing the, something yeah. flying by, there were three little objects, and you really, really have to zoom in to see the objects, but they're right. they're definitely there, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, when I see those objects and the way they move, they kind of have this flittery thing going on. And I have to say, you know, what is that? Is that alive? Because it doesn't really look like a vehicle. The way it's, the way it sort of seems to pulsate and wiggle as it as it moves. But then again, you have, you know, there's no atmosphere there, really, not really, where they are. Maybe just the very smallest part of one. And so you have to wonder what's causing that that glittery effect on these three little tiny objects so ice crystal well mm. you know what i, I started thinking about exactly i started thinking it could be that, space debris of some sort i mean the the, the space no, is no no no, 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 they, no these no, were these no, they move like they move like vehicles but the thing is who's to say they're not ours oh okay. of course yeah, because, no, that's, because, that's, because that's been moved. that's been my theory for years, Mike. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way: if they were ours, they would have been delivering stuff to the ISS since uh, you know they keep on blowing up the ships that are going there. Well, there was something definitely fishy about it, and, and the way they were moving to me looked almost like the you know the trajectory of a, like a conventional aircraft of some kind, right. sort of doing a slow reentry type thing, and so that might explain that that glitter. It may have been. You know the heat from the reentry. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If they're skimming, if they're skimming the upper atmosphere, all that flittery stuff could be basically, you know, the the sparks coming off of the reentry. So, you know, I think a lot idea. of the things that we, yeah, I think a lot of things that we see or that people videotape or whatever, I, I suspect that a lot of those types of things are actually um, uh, they belong to somebody here or who's from here. So. Mm, yeah. Well, is that is that yeah. like um, l- let me let me phrase this right? Is that like humans or other beings that might be on the planet? Well, you know, I mean, going all the way back, it could be both. I mean, we have you know ancient accounts of people in in ancient times. We have what sound like uh, thermonuclear wars and aircraft and everything else. And so, you know, who's to say they aren't a form of human, a, you know, hominid of some sort, related to us in some way? I, I think you guys are overthinking this. Uh, I think it's, it's very simple. Those are objects that we're flying into outer space. He's talking with about our, back to uh, history, though. Yeah, yeah. no, but I'm, th- I'm talking about right now. What we're seeing are objects that, that we're flying currently from our back engineer projects, from our black budget projects, uh, stuff from the past. There's a lot of uh, of stuff in the past that could be determined. You know, could yeah. be described one think, way or the other, one thing or another. But I, yeah, I still think that ancient things have their origin had their origin here. At least for the most part, but you know, the, the, like you said, the new stuff that people are seeing—not all of it, probably, but the majority of it. it. I think a lot of it, or the majority of it, mm-hmm. is 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 coming from a human civilization or a very recent breakaway human civilization. You know, so I. Whose interest is it to keep us thinking there's aliens? You know, if there are people here who are doing things that they don't want us to know. And of course, they're going to try to to promote this idea that it's always aliens. Yeah, but here's the thing: that you're saying that the uh, the objects that people are seeing are an actual breakaway civilization. I'm saying that that's our governments. 
that are just well, flying maybe, objects well, maybe, that we that, well, maybe some of that, it is but, but yeah can, here's here's the thing they're flying objects doing whatever remote co-op operations they're doing on these things uh yeah. these are black budget ob- objects that we don't know about when we see some of this stuff yet yeah, to us it looks like alien ships and it's so rare to catch something like that that when it does happen everybody's like oh yeah aliens because they don't know any better but it could just be some u.s government thing it doesn't right. have to be a breakaway well, civilization this, exactly I mean, the rumors have been around you know, for decades that that we have a, se- a secret space program, of but course. there have also been rumors for even longer yep. that the Nazis had a secret space program. Yes. So I thought you know, they just had whole... a secret Antarctica base, but right. Okay. And, and so you have this whole idea of of uh, um, you know the so-called Nordics. Well, you've even had, and this this is something that is not talked about a lot in, in ufological circles. But there have been many reports where people reported people, especially back in the the, the, the contactee era and a little bit before, where they reported saucer or, or UFO occupants speaking German. Or they sounded like they were speaking German. Well, maybe that's because they were speaking German, you know? Possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it, and as smart as, as some of these guys were, I mean, you look at the guys that came over with Project Paperclip, for instance. Uh, you know, who's to say that they couldn't have created, you know, by, by now, you know, advanced forms of technology that we not only think are UFOs, well, they are UFOs to us, but even some of the occupants that seem robotic or cybernetic in some way, maybe they really are. Maybe they're actually um, under under intelligent control from somewhere else. Well, that's what um, they say the small greys are. They say they're controlled by the large greys, the tall greys. Or, or maybe that's just the way these aliens move and walk. That's just, they're alien. Alien, I think. Grays, <laughs> you know what I mean. We try. We, we, look, it's, it, we try to like over, and this happens to a lot of people, not just you, Mike. It happens to everybody in ufology, for example. Uh, it happens to everybody in ufology where we try to overthink uh, something very simple. Uh, you know, they oh, they might, they must be robotic. They must be androids. Why? Because they walk funny. No, maybe that's just how aliens walk. Well, look, well, you look. You think about some of the. You look. Look. You, you, you look at certain people on Earth. Nobody on Earth walks the same. We all have our distinctive way of walking. Well, th- this could go in two different directions, and I'll and I'll tell you why. First, you have something like the so-called Flatwoods Monster. The Flatwoods right. Monster sighting. This thing sounds like a machine. Okay, it sounds like a machine, and that's the type of thing I'm talking about. Now, some of these other things, maybe they are life forms, maybe they're not. But I think that, you know, when it comes to things like so-called grays and other sorts of humanoid entities, again, like you said, over, oversimplification. And, you know, I talk about that in Caverns, Cauldrons, and Concealed Creatures, and I look at the evidence for this, that the vast majority of, of seemingly living organisms and okay, living organisms that people report in these encounters and any number of, of anomalous encounters, not just UFO encounters, they still, no, no matter how outlandish or bizarre they seem at first to someone who's startled, frightened, terrified, or, or whatever, or even an altered state of consciousness, you know, from, by whatever means, these, these entities all conform to an earthly vertebrate template. You know, one head, two eyes, a mouth, central neck, trunk, right, body, right, right. Uh, two arms, two legs. Right. You know, it doesn't, I mean, and when you start looking at it a little more logically, you see that they always have, you know, the characteristics of, of earthly life, reptilian, uh, amphibious, mammalian, or any combination of these factors. So when you think about the biodiversity of our planet, and then you just look at, just look at the diversity among the human species, okay? When you think about the biodiversity of our planet, and there's nothing that these people are seeing in terms of living creatures that fall very far, if at all, outside the range of something possibly from this planet. 
And mm. so I think that you know we should we should be very critical about this idea of creatures coming from far far away and coming way out here just to visit us or to check our genetics or whatever. Because logically, that does not make sense. Because if a creature, if a society of creatures, if a society of beings were so advanced that they could warp space and time or create wormholes or, you know, jump into our universe from somewhere else or any of these things that they supposedly do, you know, exceed the speed of light or reach light speed or whatever it is that they do to supposedly get here from far away across the galaxy, if they're that advanced, they would be advanced enough to uh, rewrite their own genetic code correcting the errors whatever, leaving their own planet. Um, you see where I'm going with this. Their technology will be, their, yeah, their yeah, will be so, I, so advanced. I and look, they're now. Yeah. We're now starting to start to try to correct genetic errors in our own species. Here, so, here's the thing, so, though. Let me, let me interject you know. for a second now. Um, here's where I could interject real quick. Uh, we, as human beings, are going to be doing the exact same thing you're saying that they would not do. Uh, we are going to be going into space, deep, deep, deep space one day. We are going to be looking for planets habitable like Earth, and we're going to be those aliens looking on a society that's being developed on the planet from far away, just observing. That's what, something that we're going to eventually be doing on this oh, planet. Oh, sure. If and, we see, don't blow ourselves out of, into smithereens. That's, that's true. Uh, but, that's but, too. but here's the thing. you know, If you're a race that's that advanced, that you could actually travel through space and time through another galaxy millions of light years away, if you could do that... Right, uh, that makes you an explorer. Makes you a scientific race. It makes you a race of beings that are enlightened and very intellectual. Um, you know, I would I would always think that a race like that would want to continue to find other life forms and help right. their evolution if possible, or just go and observe to see how life evolves on planets to further their own education on life and how life evolves in the universe. Because well, that that could be that's, a, that's and, and, an excellent way to learn about life and the evolution if you're just they're watching it as it happens. Well, you know, that, that that makes sense if you think about the fact that that we're told now, you know, more and more we're learning that there are, there are Earth-like planets probably everywhere, basically. Exactly. And, and here's another thing. The, the so fact that they're, see, they're human. See, about that the, the fact that they might be humanoid. Hold on. Yeah, but here's the thing. The fact that they, they may also be humanoid, it's not that, that big of a stretch. If you look at almost all the animals on this planet, with the, we all share very common traits, eyes, uh, torso, legs, arms. Some have more arms than legs, but it's very basic. Uh, now, if you believe in, I believe in this scientific theory, panspermia, uh, right. where all life is seeded from the same kind of genetic code because it all comes through comets and stuff. If that is a true theory, which I do believe that that's a very possible way of thing, uh, very possibly the way things evolve or the way things happen on planets. If that's true, then that would explain why we're all so similar. Because we're well, all basically made I out mean, of the but, same but, building but blocks. But are we? See, here's here's the thing. It's similar first, enough. First of all, you're talking about a vast galaxy full of Earth-like planets, most likely. Right. We're right. way out on the edge, on the spiral arm of this galaxy. On the outer edge. Yes, on the outer <laughs> edge. And, and so, you know, they have plenty to pick from, probably all over the galaxy, billions of planets. Why come here? That's the first thing. The second thing is, and I'm not saying they're not coming. The second thing is, if they are coming, they're most likely from from very close by stars. Okay, just because that just makes the most sense. Because, like I said, the galaxy is full of Earth-like planets, most likely. So they would probably be from the neighborhood. The third possibly, thing, possibly right, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. The, the third thing that you mentioned is, you know, you talked about uh, how all life will be the same, but really that's not true. Look, I mean, we we live on a planet, and this is something you know I've talked about before. We live on a planet that has blue whales, 
Maasai warriors who are seven feet tall, uh, pygmies, uh, Eskimos, Caucasians, uh, hermit crabs, buffalo. Hermit crabs and Caucasians definitely go next to each other, I'm just saying. Centipedes. (laughs) You know, we we have all these things that live here, um, you know, that are just widely varied. Only the humans in that group that I mentioned are related to each other, and they look significantly different from each other. Okay, it looks like monkeys, too. though. Okay, but my my point is, we have we you if you came in from somewhere else and you saw the elephant, the hermit crab, and the Maasai warrior, you, and you didn't know that they came from the same planet, you might think, man, where in the world did these all these different forms come from? But really, they're all related. They all share a common genetic heritage, which is right. native to this planet. Okay, so my point is that life that's out there in the universe is going to be even more varied. It's you know. We're just as likely not. To oh, of course. Alien. Yeah, it's it's going to be up. very. Yeah, it's going to be varied in, in a sense that, that you know life evolves also you know based on its surrounding and yes. uh, evolution and, that, you know that takes place on the planet. It's, it's, it's environment exactly. All that yeah. stuff it, it takes into effect. Uh, but the fact that they might be humanoid on a lot of the planets uh, that are Earth-like, for sure. example, does sure. not shock they, me. Does not shock sure. me at all. You're going to have you're going to have as much likelihood as that as anything. But Correct, yeah. you have to remember the anything. There's still plenty of anything, okay, that could happen. <laughs> so, and also when you take into account time, okay, over time, species come and go. So you have to try to figure out what will be the likelihood of X number of humanoid species existing at approximately more or less the same time. And the, the likelihood may not be that great. Uh, you, see, you see what I'm saying? The odds, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm saying. So... You know, who knows? I, I, I tend to think that the, the so-called uh, genetic interest of, of non-human beings in the human race indicates that they are related to us. Because if you're a related species and you need something genetically and you need a quick fix or you need uh, an upgrade or let's say you're, you're dying due to inbreeding from small populations or whatever it is that your problem is, you're going to go to the neighbor, the nearest related neighbor to get your gen- genetic material. That I think that we need to start looking a little more closely at, at that idea. It's possible, but again, if you could travel that distance, uh, I'm pretty sure they could figure out another way of doing it. Exactly. If you, if you have the so. ability to travel, well, uh, you're, I'm saying that they're localized to this general area, the solar well, system. Yeah, but this general, may, yeah, but this general may, area is still very far away. Yeah, but they may still have a common genetic heritage with us, say, if they originated here millions of years ago. So, again, and then they left the planet. Okay, maybe they originated here, said, hey, let's go check out the stars. Now they're coming back. But they're still, if they're that genetically interested in us, they must be related. Uh, otherwise, they could just repair their own problems. They could repair their DNA because they're that advanced. You know, and there are other things going on with su- supposed alien abductions, things that have to do with um, fostering um, Stockholm Syndrome mentality, uh, brainwashing people to accept uh, being taken and being used. Basically, we're talking about a form of rape here. If you want to get right down to it, uh, because right. there's genetic theft and, and a lot of there's a lot of intentional terror involved. I mean, if you're an advanced race and species, and supposedly you're telepathic and you're more advanced than the race that you're dealing with, okay. E- even when we when we send people researchers out into the field, they tranquilize the animals before they work on them. Sometimes they completely knock them unconscious. 
so the animal doesn't even realize what's going on. But no, what we have with the so-called uh, UFO abduction phenomenon, we have these these be- these beings showing up, and they they make a big show, a big production out of showing what they're doing, telling the reasons they're doing it, basically telling the person you've been chosen, you're special, you know, oh, we're not going to hurt you as they're hurting them. You know, no local anesthetic. Come on, you know, th- this is a form of conditioning, and this is the kind of conditioning that you see in uh, in mind control. And in, in uh, even in things like MK Ultra, it's the same sort of of, of uh, mental conditioning and brainwashing. So you know we need to start looking a little closer to home on some of these things. I think I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with with uh, most of that. But I still say that you know we have to take people at their word. And how many of those people that are claiming to be abducted and have these horrible experiences are actually telling the truth, or yeah. maybe just covering for something else going on in their lives? That, that, you know that's so complex. I mean. You know? There, there could be real abductions going on. There could be delusions going on. There, Look, there, there here's the thing. I, I, I spoke to a psychiatrist, uh, not because I, it wasn't in a session or anything like that. It was a friend of mine who's in psychiatry. And uh, we are just talking about the UFO phenomenon. This is a few years ago. And uh, you know, I, I asked him about people that you know have had abduction cases and have been regressed and have had memory uh, come you know to them that they've never had before. And, and his theory on that phenomenon itself is that they might be hiding uh, and of course it's just a theory mind you that they might be hiding uh, maybe a, a, a rape as a child or some I kind of abuse of from abuse. a parent some right. kind of a, of a terrible event that happened to them and to you know and in their mind the way they cope with it is they turn it from being a human that did this thing or a human that committed this atrocious act on them to an alien came down abducted me and de- and did these things to me and, right. and and they believe that this happened to them even though this is not what happened to them right. uh, it, it is a form of an illusion that they built for themselves they kind of cover for the fact that they were molested or they were raped right. as a child and or you know they, they recently happened to them or something like that uh, you know the mind has a way to manipulate uh, the way you remember things when it needs right. to cope with a, with a tragic or a traumatic event. Uh, well, I was you know, going to go that route. You know, the, the thing is that, that we could you could have a delusion, and that is right. a delusion. Okay, what Correct, you're talking yeah. about is, is a delusion. Correct. It, it's also what's called a scream memory. Okay, and and so you even have people in ufology talk about these beings supposedly creating scream memories to cover what they do, where they appear as an owl or a wolf or whatever. But see, once you once you reach that level of uncertainty. You're talking about folklore. You're talking about things that go back into antiquity, this whole idea of you know the fairies or whatever. You have this whole idea of a, of a race of beings who can manipulate reality and make you see something that's not there. You know, With the fairies, they called it glamour, or they could change your perception of it in such a way like the gods that used to do, you know, the, the, Olymp- the Olympians. You know, so I think what we have to do when we look at these things that we have to say – a certain percentage of these things could be literally just as described. A certain percentage could be delusional, scream memories, that type of thing. And a certain percentage of this could be what would have been called a mystical experience to, in previous ages. In other words, when you when you read some of these encounter encounters with UFOs and UFO beings, and then you'll go back and you'll read the experiences of shaman, you know, it, it, on on in Siberia and other places, or even like uh, uh, the Bushmen shaman and things like this they'll have encounters with non-human beings which are identical to a ufo abduction 
The only difference will be that mm-hmm. in their perception, these beings are from the underworld or right. they're from some other place. You mm-hmm. know, they, they've got a whole different way of interpreting what's happening to them. But really, it's exactly the same thing. And the thing that, that UFO abductees experience with the probes and the needle in the belly and the having something inserted behind their eye, these same things can be found in these ancient traditions of shamanism. So – you know, either we have to say, okay, are these all alien abductions going back for thousands of years to all these people? Or could there be also something else going on here where there's a level of perception in an encounter with non-human intelligences that can masquerade as aliens or masquerade as devils or whatever? And they're going to, they're going to, they're going to morph what, what their appearance and their presentation is to conform to whatever the belief system is of the percipient. Or, or an even, uh, or here's a twist to that answer, or it could possibly possibly be that the definition of what these people are experiencing changes with the time and with their awareness of what life is and how life is. Well, back it then does. they had yeah, back then they had no idea what aliens were, what other planets were. I mean, to them, when they saw an alien, that might have been a demon. They didn't know any better. Well, sure. Leprechauns yeah. might have been, sure. you know, little, sure. little lepre- leprechauns are little guys, right? Just like the Greeks. Right. So, yeah. I mean, if you see something like that back then, that was the the Lord, the mythology. All these little guys came out with the leprechaun, and the word leprechaun got used, or the word fairies got used, and that became mythology, and that mythology yep. carries That's over right. over the years. Because back then there was no extraterrestrial. That word didn't exist. The aliens, that was no. Well, Course back then, uh, UFOs. Nobody knew about flying anything back then, right? There was no flying birds. Oh. That's that's it. Uh, there was no rockets, right? There was none of that. So these people had no perception of any of that. Well, stuff. So they well, described I, I, things the way they knew, and it could very well. And I agree 100. percent Look, I am all for the fact that aliens have interacted with us in the past. I'm sure they're somehow interacting with us now in some form. Uh, you know, you know my theory though, Mike. It's it, to me, it's just not always aliens when you see things look, in the sky flying around. I, and that's you know, I agree. But here's the thing that I, that I want to get at with what you're talking about, because you know that my book is largely about all that stuff. Oh, I know. I've yeah, read yeah. It. It's a good yeah, book. Thank you, man. Here's, here's the thing. These beings have always interacted with us. Okay, if you want to get right down to it, any non-human intelligence, which is equivalent to ours or surpasses ours, is an alien intelligence. It's alien to us. A dolphin right. has alien intelligence. Correct. Okay. Okay, so and and here's the thing. I know I know some dolphins. That, I know some people that are dumber than dolphins. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, me too. I'm telling you. <laughs> but, but but you know, here's here's the here's the thing about this. When you go back and you look, there were beings that were seen to fly. They were called gods. Okay, uh, Alexander the Great. His chronicles talk about twice he encountered flying shields that shot lightning. Okay, once they walked knocked down the walls of a city, he was trying to take. Another time, they stopped him from, or attempted to stop him from crossing the river in India. Okay, that's just one example. As you move Speaking up, of India, see, what about the Vedic, uh, the Vedic, the, stuff? the, the, the Vimanas, the Vimanas, the Vimanas okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, but, but in the it, Vedic it, books in the Mahabharata and all that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, and then, exactly. But as you move forward in time, you'll find that this, these these encounters continue. You see Charlemagne. Uh, coming into contact or conflict with a bunch of people called the princes of the air or the kingdom of the air, who oh, supposedly it's, were, were Leo's wheel. Well, these these guys in in, in uh, medieval or even dark ages France were being uh, described as floating around in ships. Now think about this: right. wooden ships in the sky, and, and people were supposedly were seeing these things. And, you know, you move forward, you have another encounter from Ireland, I believe, um, just a few hundred years ago, where someone, a whole church full of people. I uh, heard a big clunk, 
they run outside and there's this this anchor wedged in the steeple of the church and a rope going up and there's a ship up in the sky. Okay, so you move forward to the 1800s and you find the whole mystery airship flap. Okay, at that point, lighter than aircraft were a theory. They've been written about by Jules Verne and other people. But as far as big dirigibles and zeppelins and things, they didn't exist yet. But here we ha- here we have people seeing these things. You know, like Dennis Crenshaw wrote a book about that. But you yep. have this this whole idea. Then as you move forward and you and a little bit further in time, you get the beginning of the science fiction age. At this point, you have people like Edgar Rice Burroughs taking Lowell's Martian canals and stuff, and and writing fiction about life on other planets. You have H.G. Wells writing about an invasion from Mars and and so forth. People's imaginations are peaked. Okay, they're excited about this. All of a sudden, you got this guy named Richard Shaver who starts writing about seeing these, and he described them as silvery disc craft that he had seen in the caves. And he describes how these people come and go from our planet and all this stuff. Lo and behold, shortly after Shaver wrote this, Kenneth Arnold has a, his sighting of silvery craft. So my point is that these whatever's going on seems to update itself in order to keep up with our expectations. I'll do you one better. Uh, exactly one month later, Roswell happens. Yes, yes. Ah. And, it's, and it, and it seemed, it really does seem like, historically, if you look back, they try to, to match their presentation to us, of themselves, to conform to what our expectations of, of advanced are at that point in our time, in our, in our history. I do like the fact, though, that they were considered gods back in ancient oh, yeah. times. Well, they yeah, didn't have they another written, term like, for it back then. Exactly. You know, well, that, you know. Think about this. Okay, that's another parallel. Today, today you have them saying they come and they do whatever they want to to people, supposedly, if you believe some of these people. And then they say, basically, well, you know, that's just what we do. You see that star up there? That's where we're from. We're going back there. Uh, go call your lawyer. That's tough. Too bad we're out of here. Basically, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. Okay, yeah, we're from way up there. Way it, yeah, 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 exactly. We can do about this. We, we're going to come whenever we want to, and then we're going to zip back up there. Apparently, well, the Greeks have a great sense of humor. Well, think about this. What did the gods used to do? You know, Zeus would come down. He would hit all the women in the region, and they would say, uh-huh. "I'm heading back to Olympus. I'm Zeus. I'm a god. There's really nothing you can do about it. Now you're all pregnant. Bye." Okay. So, my point is that instead of looking up there. All the time. Oh, look up there. See, You see that star? We're from there. Oh, we're from over on Mount Olympus. Oh, yeah, we're from over there. Instead of looking where they tell you to look, I, I think we should be looking beneath our seas, beneath our oceans, beneath our lakes, beneath our mountains. You know, don't well, look. Well, 70% of the world is water, and it hasn't right. really yeah. been explored, to say the least. Yeah. Right, right. Because that's a con, man. You know, it's a con. We're from up there. Everything's from up there. And historically, that's what human beings have always been told. You know, oh, we're from up there. You know, we're, you know. Well, I, don't think, I, don't, I don't think they've, they've been telling us that we're from up there, but I, mean, I think everybody just is curious to know what's up there. They're just uh, saying we're not. It is, but, well, but yeah, but here, here's the thing. But we, here's the thing. The, space is the final mystery to solve. It really is. What is out in outer space? That's the one thing that everybody on this planet, I am sure, one day or another, has thought of in their mind of what is what's out there. Uh, I mean, that's a, a common uh, interest in, in humanity I, to find out what's this, in outer I would space. Say this. You know, people that are interested in that, there, there, there are several things I would say. First of all, watch Star this, Trek. 
With, well, yeah, <laughs> but with with, with, disclo- with the so-called disclosure movement, be very right. careful what you wish for because whatever the government tells you is going to be in the government's interest. Oh, of they're, course, yeah. They're going to tell you what they want you to think, not what you not what is the truth. What they want you to believe, that's what you will right. learn from the government. Right, the which is exactly thing, what William Cooper warned us about, by the way. Yes, yes. Yep. The second thing is that when it comes to looking up there, be careful what you look for because we, for instance, we always look up there. That's because we're predators. Okay, the predator stands upright on the plane. It looks level with binocular vision out across the grass looking for something to, to kill. Or looking for a new area to in, to inhabit and to conquer. That is a predatory trait. What flies? Birds. Birds are predators for the most part. Okay? Even the little ones. So, you know, we want to fling ourselves into the air because we have a predatory urge to fly, to go, and to obtain. Well, can it be the so other way around? Hang on. Can it be the other way around? That they turned, that they became predators because they could fly? No. Not that they evolved to be no, flyers, because, the, because the fly, they were the already predators. The flying is going to – well, if, if birds evolve from reptiles, then no. Um, reptiles leap through the air. If you even look now, you know, you have uh, 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 reptiles that, that can glide, and they're all predators. Um, but when, when, you, when you look at the idea of the predator, predatory species that look up there, you know, herbivores look to the ground, and then they don't know what hit them when the lion is on them all of a sudden. Okay, herbivores keep their faces in the dirt for the most part. They'll look up, make sure there's no lions around a little bit, but that face goes right back down because they're busy munching grass. I don't believe that a that an herb that a purely herbivore creature would ever become a spacefaring race. So I guess my point is that if we're going to be worried about going out there, we better be ready to fight because most likely whoever we encounter out there is going to be at least as aggressive as we are. By the very fact that they're out there, so I I, I think we're going to tend more tend to run into Klingons than we are into uh, than we are into some peaceful you know enlightened race. I mean, the fact is, it's kind of like uh, we send signals into into space. We might just be ringing a, a dinner bell. Okay, um, it's it, possible if you go up the uh, the chain of the of the food ladder uh, of uh, the food chain, we might be their dinner or uh, just a resource to them. Just yeah, a source of some kind. So yeah, it's possible. But like, but all, all things is possible if space is infinite. You know, we we know yeah. that it's well, that there's an infinite that amount of both, possibilities. Both things are infinite. Yeah, there's there's gonna be the good bad, and bad. But here's bad. the thing: if they've been coming to this planet for this long, though, Mike, and have they been. have not. Well, let's just say let's say if, theoretically <laughs> they've been coming to this planet for thousands of years, millions of years, whatever. They originated on this planet. They are a part of the planet somewhere deep within the crevices of the earth there's somewhere hidden you know somewhere in the inner earth there's a population of these things and they've been here forever uh, if they have not wiped us out of existence yet well then that, i don't that, think they're that, that evil that that's what i was going to say you know we've had many uh near extinction events in the human history in, in the history of the human race we now know uh through the G- Human Genome Project, that at one time, more than once, several times, the human race was reduced to just a few hundred individuals, and then it came back. Right. So something, and happened. we used to, and we used so, to have a tail. And, and you hear, you know, in all these ancient legends, the Judeo-Christian or any number, even even the Greek myths, you hear about these times when when the gods were going to wipe everybody out. They were fed up. They had enough, and then they just managed to save a small a small breeding population 
so that somebody can start it all over again. So, you know, I, I don't know if I would be that magnanimous in terms of attributing uh, uh, a good uh, personality to these to these beings. Uh, I think they're opportunistic, just like anybody else is, and they do seem to see us as resources. You know, you'll see when in the encounters that people have, they're told, well, you know, we own you. You know, we can do whatever we want to. Well, that's that's real nice, isn't it? You know, I haven't really come across too much of that. I mean, yeah, there's Travis a Walton bit never of, said that. Yeah. Betty and Barney Hill never said that. I mean, well, the most famous uh, cases anyway. You don't, you don't read, read that, Be- uh, Betty Andreessen and and many others who have had these encounters where they're basically told that their bloodline is property, that they are property. Um, you know, and and there are others too. Um, so yeah, you can find that if you look for it, and that goes all the way back to the gods. You know, the, the oh, we've the had Betty on the show the by the way. Yeah, we've had Betty on the show. Oh, really? Yeah, Andreessen. Cool. Yeah, we've had her. Yep. Yeah, but the thing is that that goes back to the attitude of the gods about humans. You know, that mm-hmm. you're you are our property. You are our livestock. We can take our pleasure. We can do whatever we want to. We can hurt you, whatever. And then you think forward to you know the, the modern day encounters with UFO knots or uh, UFO knots inhabitants where they where they basically you know stick long needles in somebody's belly while she's while she's awake. You know, and cause a lot of pain and fear. But oh no, we're not going to give you a local anesthetic. We're not going to make you unconscious to do this. We're not going to come while you're asleep. You know, and, and and do something to make sure you stay asleep. We're going to make sure you see and feel all of this. See, that's 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 sadistic. By the way, if you guys want to call in on this and uh, give your two cents, please do so. Seven eight six two four five eight one two seven. As always, we have open lines. We have about another ten minutes with Mike here before we go on break, and then we get our guest Anthony Milney on the show. Uh, so, if you guys want to call in, uh, open lines. Uh, look. Mike, we're, you know, it's I completely understand where you're coming from, and I actually agree with a lot of what you're saying. Uh, my thing, though, with the whole spectrum of aliens, uh, still, I believe that there's good and bad out there. But I think that it, it is a 50-50. I don't think there's all evil. Um, and here's the reason why. I think when you're a race that goes and discovers interstellar travel, and you're a scientific race, at some point you evolve from being an animalistic instinct race. You, you, know, you have to evolve into being more of a, uh, a peaceful race to be able to, to go into those kind of uh, projects, to go into deep space. I mean, you have to have all kinds of resources to do that kind of traveling. So it's not like these races are from planets that are Neanderthal planets. These are probably very technologically advanced planets, uh, which uh, you know, probably exceed the technology we have here on this planet by millennia uh, on a lot of these worlds, uh, if they are from outside of the planet and they are coming here. Uh, so I don't think that they're going to come all the way here just to you know have us for dinner, per se. No, but that's what I... What I said that about resources. would make no sense. That would make no sense. But resources on the planet, sure. No, no. But we, there's human beings as is, is resource, and let me but, explain what I mean. What kind of resources? Okay. When, when well, we die, we are buried or cremated. Okay. okay, so so you believe that? Okay, you know as well as I do. There are good human beings and there are bad human beings. Yes. Bad human I beings agree. run around uh, beheading other human beings and torturing them and 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 maiming them like it's going on in parts of the world right now. Okay, those are bad human beings. Good human beings do things like they invent vaccines, they invent cures for diseases, and surgical techniques, and all that kind of stuff. Now, here, here's what you got to think think about. However, the good human beings, when they developed all those wonderful good things, how many rhesus monkeys did they kill? 
are they good from the perspective of the rhesus monkeys that had their heads taken apart and their brains examined while they were still alive? Were they, are they good from the perspective of the rhesus monkeys that were given bad vaccines and bad uh, other sorts of treatments that, that eventually killed them painfully? Of course not. To, in, their, in their perspective, those beings are evil that did that to them. From our perspective as civilized human beings, those guys were pioneers of medicine and science. So my point is it's all relative and it's all a matter of perception. So what you could be dealing with here are races that are so advanced, species that are advanced, enough that they would look at us in the same way that we look at rhesus monkeys. Hmm. Well, if you're going to be a monkey, be a gorilla. But here's the thing. Oh, that's an <laughs> Well, here's the thing. Uh, while I agree, actually, I, I, could, I agree with with your statement that there could be there's some race that could be using us as laboratory experiments. That, that I understand, but where I counter that is where you have cases like Travis Walton's case, for example, where by all intents and purposes it looks like he was accidentally killed, taken on board, brought back to life, and then put back on Earth safely and sound, and he's been in perfect health since. And it wasn't as the movie portrayed it, where it was a scary experience. He had a, a very, you know, calmly, you know, kind of weird, obvious, obviously experience, but his experience wasn't as terrifying as the movie portrayed it. Uh, right. and, he, and there's a lot of individuals who I've seen, interviewed, who have had experiences being abductees, who have come forward with similar stories, and a lot of them have been in the peaceful, uh, you know, encounters. Betty and Barney Hill's right. encounter wasn't really as scary as you would think. I mean, they were talking to her like if she was a friend, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it was a, a well, that's very under scary hypnosis, thing. you know. Well, we yeah, but this is what she remembers. Under, under, under we know, yeah, but we're, this is what she remembered under hypnosis. This is her memory. I'm just well, going for, I'm here. going to talk about the, the Betty and Barney Hill thing in just a second, but then again, you have guys like Daryl Sims. Okay, right. Daryl Sims' encounters and experiences with so-called aliens have been nothing but negative. Okay, and very frightening and very mm-hmm. opportunistic. So you know. I think, again, that if we're talking about a society that sees itself as advanced, as that advanced over us, sometimes they may be kind. Sometimes they may just do what they think they want to do, and and, uh, really there's nothing you can do about it. And so I will be very careful about wanting to have any dealings with them at all, okay, until there's some way that you can for sure be certain of protecting your own best interest as not just an individual but as a species. These, These beings are not us. Even if they are even related to us in some way, they're still not us. And, you know, no more, I mean, we're related genetically, you know, to other primates on the planet, but they're not us. Okay. You see where I'm going with this? Oh, so, of course. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I agree. So, yeah. And, and so, you know, the, the thing, the thing is that, that, uh, you know, we're told in, in ancient myths and stuff to, to not, you know, not overstep our bounds and, and not go into the realm of the gods. And it's dangerous to go where the gods tread and, and or, you know, things of this nature. And, you know, I, I see this as a parallel with the so-called aliens because, you know, these these things have their own thing that they do. And I would not be overly eager to encounter them or to be involved in what they're doing. I'll put it that way. Because they're not going to look at you as a peer. That's not right. going to happen. Um, you know, I, I'm just, you know, that's a fantasy. They're not going to look at you as an equal. It, it's just not going to happen. And with Betty and Barney Hill, you know, there's a lot of deception that was going on with them, not from them, but to them. If you look at their encounter very carefully and you see what all was going on there, and they describe them almost as looking and acting. At one point, they just almost described them like, like, like little men, like, but like, like 
almost like Germans, like bureaucrats, things <laughs> like that. Really weird little uh, things that they said. Then there's the whole star map incident, okay, where right. there's a map taped or tacked or whatever. There's a map up on the wall anyway. <laughs> I don't think and, it was and, taped and, or tacked. I think. Well, <laughs> what, what, whatever the deal is, it's a two-dimensional map on the wall. You right. know, and, and, they're, and they're like pointing at this map. And they say, okay, we're from here. You're here. Okay, first of all, where's the, where's the hologram? Okay, where's the nice hologram of the of, of the local galaxy? Well, here, here here's here, you absurd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but here's yeah, you yeah, assuming yeah. that aliens are going to yeah. have holograms. Okay. Well, 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 think about what I'm saying. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, William Mott. They came all no, they came all the way from from. from so they must have holograms on their ship, and, and they're going to pull out a, a, a dingy map to show somebody. Second why not? Of all, second of all, why would their map? Okay, she recognized the constellation later, remember? She saw the map, and then later on she saw a star chart, and she said, that's the same map that I saw. Okay, that star chart that she later saw would have been from the perspective of being on Earth looking at the stars. So why would aliens have a map to show her that is from an Earth perspective? In other words, why don't they pull up a map? Have a, if they're going to have well, a map, maybe this is a map from maybe, their perspective? Hold on, hold on, maybe this is the map that gets them back home. <laughs> yeah, right. Interesting. I'm just saying. I'm just yeah, saying. They're going to follow the paper map before we get back home. Yeah, okay. Hey, uh, I can see it happening. It worked for Columbus, right? The whole point is that it's not logical that they show her a map that she later recognizes from a star chart. Because if they have a map that they have, they just happen to have there when she shows up, oh, we just happen to encounter you. And look, we have this map, and we're going to show you this map. And lo and behold, it's, it's a map of the sky as seen from Earth. See, that doesn't make any sense. And so there are lots of things like this that have make you wonder if she and her husband weren't being manipulated by beings who actually have an origin much closer to home than they wanted her to think. Otherwise, show her a map from an Earth point of view of the sky. It's possible. Maybe she just remembered it wrong and it wasn't that kind of map. She was pretty sure. Yeah, well. <laughs> People make mistakes. Uh, anyway, we're almost out of time here. Uh, Mike, thanks for being on the show, but give us, uh, again, uh, your uh, websites, your show times, and uh, plug sure. away. Yeah, uh, our, our show is on uh, Sunday night at midnight Eastern Time, theouteredgeradio.com. So you go to www.theouteredgeradio.com for more information. And also, we uh, we have put, put our podcast up, and we stream on psn-radio.com during the broadcast. And in addition to that, you can go to my website, which is motomorphic.com. It's M-O-T-T-I-M-O-R-P-H-I-C.com, motomorphic.com. And there you will find my blog, motomorphic.com slash blog. You will also find links to all of my books, artwork, um, just all kinds of stuff. So uh, check it out if you, if you have a chance. Good times. Mike, thank you for being on here. Uh, everybody, we'll be right back with... Thanks, guys. Anthony Milne on Skywatchers Radio. This is the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio. Phenomenon, either we like it or not, is already very much part of our reality. I've been on panels with uh, military people who, you know, claim that they've seen the aliens buzzing our missile silos. They have very large eyes, and you know, I found their stare extremely difficult to bear. 
This is Martin Willis, the host of Podcast UFO, and we are here on the Dark Matter Radio Network every Wednesday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is my commitment to bring you an entertaining weekly show that takes a hard look at the UFO phenomena. Are they extraterrestrial? Well, are they interdimensional? Are they time travelers or something we have not even thought of yet? We explore these questions with interesting guests and witnesses from all around the globe. In addition, we bring you weekly UFO news with Open Minds TV, Alejandro Rojas. Thank you for listening, and remember, keep your eyes to the sky. This is James Swagger, host of Capricorn Radio. I'm also an author, engineer, and researcher. Capricorn Radio covers alternative history, alternative science, philosophy, and truth orientated discussions. We are proud to be on the Dark Matter Radio Network live at 8 p.m. Saturdays, Eastern Standard Time. You can catch extra info on darkmatterradio.net, jameswagger.com for yours truly, and capricornmembers.com for the archives. Don't forget, truth is not democratic, truth is truth. outside artist named Charles A.A. Delshaw all have in common The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Hello, I'm Bruce Pearson, documentary producer, investigator, and co-host of Unknown Origins Radio, which airs each Thursday evening from 8 till 10 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Please join me and my colleague Mark Johnson for two hours of thought-provoking interviews discussing some of today's most intriguing subjects with researchers, authors, and eyewitnesses on a range of topics. So whether you're a newcomer to the community of exploration of the unexplained or a seasoned veteran and investigator, I'm sure you will find interesting content and concepts on Unknown Origins Radio right here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. And I encourage you to check out the entire lineup of unique programming here on the network. There's truly something for everyone. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to sharing our fascinating guests and their topics on Unknown Origins Radio, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern here on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Hello, my name is Howard Hughes, and I'm in London, and I've been proud to bear this name all my life. Over here in the UK, I'm known as a broadcast journalist. I've been involved in some of the big stories of our time. The fall of the Berlin Wall. The death of Princess Diana. I told London about that. And on the first and second anniversaries of 9-11, I was there at Ground Zero, speaking to the people who were directly involved and those experiences I will never forget. So news is my thing. But my great love is my show, the one that I produce. 
The Unexplained. Over the years on this show, I've spoken to people like the late Al Bielik from the Philadelphia Experiment, Edgar Mitchell, the amazing Apollo astronaut, Dr. Stephen Greer, David Icke, and Uri Geller. People like Richard C. Hoagland have become personal friends over the years. I met him in London. So you can see that these sort of topics are what I like to discuss. Please join me on my show from London, The Unexplained, Monday nights on the Dark Matter Network. Between science and ignorance, there is filler. Thank you, random British guy. I am Wes Forsyth, the host of Paranormal Filler. Paranormal Filler is my weekly radio show where I explore many areas of the paranormal while trying to keep a balance between believer and skeptic. No topic is off limits. No viewpoint is silenced. Paranormal Filler on the Dark Matter Radio Network. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban fella. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's SupermanHomePage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. SupermanHomePage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. SupermanHomePage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the man of steel and more. SupermanHomePage.com In a world run by thugs and imbeciles, by robber barons in three-piece suits, where a subservient media pipes sewage into the eyes and ears of the masses 24 hours a day, seven days a week, where do you go for the truth? Is the president an alien, either Kenyan or Zeta? Did the fabulous sea monkeys ordered from comic book ads by kids in the 60s and 70s slither out of their tanks and into ears, and are they running the brains of the ruling elite today? Is David Icke right about the queen being a lizard, or is there a sea monkey brooding on his brain like a jockey atop a chunk of horse meat? Are Lemurians beneath Mount Shasta really addicted to porn and chewing tobacco, or are there spokesmen in the surface world deluded or deranged? From the answers to all of these questions and more, tune in each week for another revealing and informative episode of Unraveling the Secrets, and get that sea monkey off of your brain. 4,734 UFO sightings in 2007. 854 abductions by aliens or unknown species reported by American and British citizens. 
and hundreds more unreported in 2007. Suppressed information about collisions with passenger aircraft and UFOs that has been kept from public knowledge for years. And only one trusted source of information from some of the top UFO researchers in the world. Exclusive information that cannot be found anywhere else on the planet. Trusted, connected, accurate. The UFOstore.com. Expand your personal library with fast shipping and instant downloadable information from the largest selection of UFO products on the internet by going to the UFOstore.com or call on the 24-hour, 7-day-a-week order line at 541-523-2630. The truth is out there, and the UFOstore.com has it. on water I walk a stone and I feel the power the hills have eyes and a coming truth I doubt the stars will ever everybody we're back on sky watchers radio on the dark matter digital network and on psn radio with some sad news that's why we took a little extended break there because uh we were having a little bit of an issue getting our guest on anthony uh milney unfortunately uh we can't get him on he's in the uk and we're trying everything on our end to get him on the show uh but for some reason we just cannot dial his number it just won't work even if you know we actually have the uk as part of our package on skype so we've made calls to the uk before and works fine for some reason i just cannot get a hold of him he's been trying to call in and uh, he's having issues on his end also so unfortunately he is probably uh not going to be on the show tonight all right so, so what should we do instead for the next half an hour so for the next 30 minutes, guys, open lines, if you guys want to call in, you are the show right now, 786-245-8127. Call we on in, join us. We will let you discuss your topic 
not our topic as long as it doesn't violate the terms and conditions of the Dark Matter Radio Network. So we're going to let you guys call in. We want to hear what <clears> your <throat> thoughts Alan. are on what's going on. Yeah, what? Uh, uh, it's Dark Matter Digital Network now. Sorry, sorry. Dark Matter Digital. Get the radio digital. out of there. Yeah, Dark yeah. Digital or Digital Digital. It's, it's still PSN Radio, but it's Dark Matter Digital Network. I'm sorry, I have to. Sorry, totally forgot. Dark Matter. You got to get. You got to get digitized with the program. Okay, fine. Yeah. Sorry. Now, anyway, building on what building on what we had uh, the last segment with uh, Mike Mod, who was uh, great as always. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking about. Uh, a lot of important things uh, that we deal with constantly in the world of ufology, like, of course, the abduction phenomenon and uh, where are these things coming from? Are they from the inner Earth? Are they from outer space? Have they been here the entire time? Uh, The whole gamut, the entire spectrum of ufology pretty much was uh, talked about within about a 25-minute span, which is pretty good. Uh, Now, if you guys have any uh, thoughts on what we spoke about, uh, really call in. I want to hear from all of you on what you you heard uh, with Mike Mod because I thought thought it was pretty interesting, uh, some of the stuff he was throwing out there. Yeah, and don't forget, give out the phone number again just in case uh, people are newly listening and they don't know the number by heart. 786-245-8127. 786-245-8127. Please call on in and uh, join the show. Join the fun. Uh, we've got 30 minutes uh, of show, so uh, let's make it exciting. Okay. Uh, now, going oh, back the to... video. Oh, I was going to say, what about the video I sent you the other day? Which one? The you Cube. so many videos. The Cube. The Cube? The Cube in the sky. I think I missed that video. What? What? I didn't see the, the Cube in the sky, man. Hang on one second. I know I sent that one to you. The Someone... last video with a cube I saw was uh, the new NWA trailer for Straight Outta Compton with Ice Cube's son. Cube. That, Get it? Oh, that's Ice Cube's son? I saw you that trailer. That and I, I was yeah, just that's like, his wow. actual son playing him in the movie. Really? Really? Yeah, the one, the mind-boggling black, black portal one from Secure Team, those guys. No, I didn't see that one. Really, the other one who said me, uh, you're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, but I say that to you all the time. Sometimes I just oh no no no. Okay, here, hang on. Let me let me let me give you a <laughs> copy of this. I found this video rather interesting, just to say the least. It was on Disclosed TV. Okay, uh, if I see it, it I if I remember it, I'll tell you. But okay, I haven't it, done it well. It shows a black portal opening up in the middle of the sky in Texas, and a cube actually coming out of it. So I found that really, really, really odd, to say the least. Um, well, that is pretty it, odd, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, take a look at the link. Uh, and, by the way, put the link up on the website. Um, and, uh, you know, let's get people's comments on this. This one looks really, really interesting. Okay, um, I'm looking at the cube I, I, in the sky. It looks like the cube from Hellraiser. Or or maybe a cube from, like, the Borg or something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know. Right? It, yeah. This... So, Photoshop much? I don't think so because of there being no pixelation around it and, you know, where it's put well, in the sky and how he's Alan. zooming in on it. <laughs> Alan, 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 my, my silly, silly, naive friend. CGI has gotten so good now. What pixelation, my friend? They can manipulate it so okay, well these fine. days. You no, know that. Okay, you're right. But you this, know that, Alan. 
but this looks really, really impressive, especially about you know, hell, it's not even centered in the in the in the larger picture. They actually zoomed into it. It's up on the side in the corner. It it, it it's really. Re- I found it interesting. I'm looking at it now. It's it's really interesting. You know, it reminds me of uh, of footage I saw from the sun um, from the Saho. Uh, pointing at the sun, there was one that had like a cube-like object near the sun, right? And it was draining power from the sun. Another one looked like a saucer, and another one looked like an oh, like a actual globe or a sphere object, right? Um, so it could possibly be, but uh, I, I still go with CGI on this. I mean, I mean they're they're giving it. I mean, to me, it actually looks like the the Black Knight. Um, nah, nah, you know, like no, 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 it's Knight. not the Black Knight. But I'm saying the um, you know they have. More than one source providing the image as well, too. And, you know, it, it's, I find it really, really interesting, especially when they start talking about, go, jump a little bit further into the video, somewhere around the, 400, uh, the 430 mark. And you'll well, actually what, What's at the 430 mark? Tell us, because I'm going to tweet this out right now. Oh, okay. There's a lot more detail to it, and it shows a texture to it. it I, I just I'm just confused on it. Maybe it's the cube from Transformers. I don't know. We are the Autobots. Yeah, that's it, man. Roll out, roll out. I really don't have an answer. They are the Decepticons. Hey, listen, you know those guys really know how to uh, how to voice Party. things. They know how to voice things. We are the Decepticons. Dude, I can't do the Autobot voice, so just don't don't, don't make me do it. How was my impression? They're pretty good, right? Not bad. Yes, yeah. Huh? You know, you're no Optimus Prime, but you know that. Was well, me. I am Optimus Prime. No, huh? not no. there. You're better off just going Thunder, Thunder, Thundercats. Oh! I love. See, that's the part I love. Oh, reminds me of the Pirates of the Caribbean or something. Pirate. Movies. How do Thundercats oh! remind the Pirate of the Caribbean? You know, I know, I know, I know they legalized having minimum quantities of marijuana in in Miami where you live, but dude, how do you? When did go this happen? Hold on, hold today, on. When did that happen? Today, the first, the first, first. You can be caught with less than twenty grams of marijuana in your possession, and it's a hundred dollar ticket, and that's all it is. All right, good times. I had no clue. Congratulations! Don't take advantage of that just right away, okay? No, no, no! I won't be driving with nothing in my car. That's ridiculous. Really? For you? Shush. Really? Shush! Really? Those aren't cigarettes in the ashtray. I, I, actually, I don't have an ashtray in my car. I know. Uh, dude, I really don't. What? Chevy Impalas don't have ashtrays. I'm not kidding. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, they stopped putting. Uh, actually, uh, Chevy in general, don't, they don't put ashtrays in their cars anymore. Uh, back, I think it was in 2004 or five. I can't remember the year. Uh, they completely removed ashtrays from all cars, including Impalas, which is what I have. I have an 08 Impala. Huh. Okay. So no ashtrays in my car, my friend. None. Oh, okay. Right. None, yeah, for me. None, yeah. None, yeah. By the way, I I tweeted out the cube in the sky uh, video that you uh, sent me. Okay. Uh, if you guys want to check that out again, it's at Skywatchers Show on Twitter. So Skywatchers Show on Twitter. And we actually are going to be joined right now on our call here by... Wait a second. I think we've been hijacked. Hey, Danny from New Orleans. Okay, Danny, hold on. I think I got to add you to the call because you just hijacked the show and killed my sound. Hold on. Okay, hold on. What was that all about? All right. I uh, uh, got to apologize about that for a second. 
Uh, let me add him on because uh, Danny uh, from New Orleans called into the show and inadvertently, for some reason, Skype did not allow... I don't know why that happened, but it did not allow me to add him to this call. It muted you, okay? And it took me to the call with him and it lowered all the sounds on Skype so we had like five seconds of dead air there. Wow, okay. That's yeah, thanks, Danny. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Yep, it's all your fault. Thanks, Danny. We're going to add him to the call now. Hopefully he picks up and... All right, let's hear what he's got to say. Has something enlightened to say since he wrecked the show. Jesus. It's all his fault, yep. All right, since Where he's not it? picking up. 786, you're live on Skywatchers Radio. Welcome. Hey, okay. I, I wrecked the show, huh? You wrecked the show, sir. And hold on, we got 786 on the line, too. 786, are you speaking? Oh, yeah, actually, I, I, I was just listening to you guys and saw the, the, the video of the cube. It looks so fake, man. I'm sorry to say it. That's what, that, exactly what I'm saying. Thank you. And who's this call? Like, it, like, it looks like a kid in Photoshop did it, and I, and I have extensive, like, you know, uh, experience in digital uh, um, image manipulation. <laughs> right? I mean, as soon as I saw yeah. that, I was like, yeah, forget pixelations, dude. I could, I could do that in yeah, five yeah, seconds looks, on my Photoshop. It looks horribly, horribly. Like, it's like, you know, I, I, I would say hands down it's probably uh, enhanced or manipulated or at least not real. Yeah, no kidding. I could be no wrong, kidding. but, you know. Yeah, but here, and here's, the, here's the thing, though, uh, Caller. What's your name, by the way? What's your name, Caller? Uh, Michael. I'm in, I'm in Miami, yeah. Oh, Mike and Miami. That's right, 786. All right, we got uh, That's why I was saying it's 786. Our peeps in Miami calling in. Uh, Mike, here's here's uh, the thing. Uh, with Photoshop nowadays, with the way that technology has advanced, I don't trust any video like that, any image that surfaces on YouTube or on the Internet. You can't trust any other stuff. And even when you get stuff like the Roswell slides or the alien slides, even that stuff is manipulated and faked. Uh, and it's not what it seems. Uh, so I mean, I don't trust anything that comes out of uh, out of the internet oh, these days. Of it's course, I agree. So let, let me tell you though. Let me tell you. I saw uh, an image of a of a like a black uh, flying saucer. It was on Google Images, and let me tell you, that one looked very real to me. And I, really? I did a lot of checking on it. I don't know. It's kind of like a, it looks like the like what Bob Lazar used to say, the sports model, but very black, like completely black, and it's coming down on an uh, angle like that. And it was in Google Images, and it was uh, it was taken down uh, after a while, but but it might be still around on the internet. Uh, uh, but I saw it, and I, that one looked really, really good. Like, nice. Like, I'm going to check that out. Now, do you have us on Twitter? Can you tweet out uh, to us uh, the link to that? I could try, but honestly, I. I probably have to use the one that I that I kept as a as a backup in my computer because I think they took it down. Oh, okay. Well, I'd really appreciate it if you can get that. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I'll try doing it. Good man, good man. Thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it. We have another caller here Thank on. Thank you very uh, much. Yeah we, got, yeah, we got Danny here still. He's just hanging around. Let's see what's up with him. And hold on, we, Danny. Before we get to Danny, hold on. Uh, this call has been patiently waiting. Also, three two zero. You're live on Skywatchers Radio. What's up with uh, with the background noise there? Oh, that's crazy. Anyway, 320, you're on my air. Yeah, hello? Yes, how you doing? Welcome to Skywatchers Hi. Radio. Yeah, this is Squirrel. I'm over here in the swamp. Squirrel in the swamp? That doesn't sound right. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Squirrels usually get eaten by alligators and other things at night, you know, in the swamp, not to mention Sasquatch and, uh, you know, yeah, bat squatch and all things. Good. No, that's no, a good point. No. Good yeah, point. not squirrels. Um... Yeah, so I what do you got for us? The, I wanted to talk about that cube. I'm not so sure it's fake after what I've seen. Um, 
I saw something that looked like a star, but it moved a little too fast for a star, and it generated its own cloud cover. Oh, okay. And I have two witnesses beside me that saw it. Okay, and when did you see this? Uh, this was like oh, about 17 years ago when I first moved to Minnesota. Okay, and have you ever seen anything similar to it again, or just that one time? Uh, well, I've seen several weird things at different points in my life that were, you know, sky phenomenon, but uh, nothing that generated its own cloud cover. Interesting. What do you think of the, the conversation we had earlier with uh, the spectrum of UFOs and aliens with Mike Mott? The, spe- the spectrum? Yeah, the entire gambit. Like, what do you think of the conversation we're having with Mike Mott about uh, the UFO uh, phenomenon and aliens in general, where they come from, why are they here, or this, this, is Earth a breeding ground of some kind for them? Uh, what are your thoughts on all that? I'm thinking it's really, I think it's, I think all of them are possible. I don't, you know, it depends on, you know, who's doing what and who's, I mean, some of the stuff I think we've got is reverse engineered. I think some of it's interdimensional. I think some of it's quite possibly from outside of the solar system. Some but, of it's uh, ours, some of it's not. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, you know, six of one and half a dozen of the other. You know, it's, I don't think it's all any one thing. It's just a bunch of little, you know, factions. And yeah, I agree. I agree. It's a little bit of everything. It's a big, yeah. big space out there, right? There's a lot, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's going to be a it's little huge. bit of everything. It's huge. That's an understatement. <laughs> it's it's an, huge. Yeah, it's an understatement. Like we think the planet's big. Like we look at the Earth and we're like, oh man, the Earth is so big. It is nothing compared to what's out there. No, it's we're a just speck so of funny. dust. A little speck of dust in the in the cosmo in the cosmic Milky Way, uh, in our Milky Way, and in the and entire. And don't forget, the Milky Way is universe. just part of the Virgo, Virgo supercluster. And then if you expand on that, I mean, we're a tiny. Yeah, we're. All we are is dust in the wind. We're like we're yeah we're, we're like stardust, on the, uh, stardust in the wind. There you go. That's a good way of putting it. We're like what on the outskirts of the Milky Way too. Like we're not even like in the middle of the Milky. Way. We're like right on the outer rim of the Milky Way. We are specks of stardust. That's all we that's are. Right. We're the illegal aliens in the Milky Way. We're trying to get in. See, that's, that's what we're trying to do from the back end. Uh, Caller, thanks for calling in. Appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, please keep listening. Awesome sauce. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And how excited, real quick, how excited are you for uh, Art Bell's return? Huh? So, say what? How excited are you for Art Bell's return this month? I'm speechless. That's I am all you got to say. It's awesome. It's awesome, isn't it? Awesome sauce, yes. It's about time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> all right. Long that, overdue. Long overdue. I Have agree a good night, Paloma. Thank you. All right, Danny, what what was going on with you? You had someone to say also. Sorry we left you hanging there for a bit. Yeah, Danny, sorry about that. We just had one caller. And they, we hey. don't get a lot of callers on the show, so when we get them, we want to give them a couple of minutes. You know, we, and we you love know, our callers. You know, you know, I'm good with that. I just uh, I, I, I want them to keep rolling in. I, I was having fun just kicking back and listening to your calls. Uh now, let me explain what happened uh, earlier, because you called with Johnny Webb, right? Our yeah. good friend Johnny Webb. Right. And shout out to him. I'd like to actually get him on the show if he's, if he's available now. I'll call him in a minute here. But, uh, you know, when you guys called, for some reason, Skype didn't allow me to add you to the call. It just took it's over awesome. the uh, the conversation. Yeah, it, yeah, and it dropped everything. Uh, and it's funny, because, like, uh, and this is how I know that Keith is always paying attention to what's going on on this network. He immediately was like, your, lo- your levels are low. 
what's going on? You can't, you know, I can't hear you. And it, and immediately I knew what was going on, so I was trying to fix it as as it was happening. But uh, Skype is weird like that, folks. So and tonight yeah. we're having all kinds of issues with Skype. Can call our guests. He can call into our show. I we think can't it's take the NSA in. that's interfering with us because we're telling the truth. I think no, that's no exactly what it is, sir. It's what? <laughs> no such agency, sir. That's exactly what it stands for. Exactly. So, Danny, what's up with you, man? What's new with you, my friend? Before uh, we get Johnny on the line here. Yeah, uh, well, about Art Bell, I'm just so excited. I, I just can't hide it. I know you sound <laughs> it, man. You, you, you sound, you sound I'm, like I'm he's, he's losing control. control. Look at him. I think I like it, man. I know I, I like it. I think we got, what, 19 days now? Yep. The clock's ticking down, and it's going to be a fun conversation. It really is. It's going to be terrific. It's uh, uh, it, it's just unbelievable. I can't believe it. it it's been almost two years. Uh, a, a little a little shy of two years, but uh, two years too long. It's amazing how fast the time has gone by, though, isn't it? It is. But had it not been for this network. Um, I believe I would have gone crazy. Uh, I think a lot of people would have, <laughs> because there's been, yeah. so, there's really been so much. There's been so many uh, good hosts that have come out of that have come out of dark matter. You know, uh, a lot of good friends. Um, you know, some good, few bad, but you know, mostly good. We try, we try. We can't always guarantee it, but we try. Well, he, you was talking about, he was talking about me when it was a good friend. He was talking about you when it was the bad friend, Alan. That's oh, okay. Fine. I'll, I'll take it when I can get it, yeah. You guys are, are always following the good, you know. Like I, I said, we I, try. I, 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 won't throw, I won't throw names at the bad. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it, need, it need not be said. Uh, we've only got those 19 who days shall to not, Those who shall not be named. <laughs> So, exactly. Sounds like another movie there, you know. Yes, 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 yes. Those who have no nose. But I got to look at the um, at the video that you uh, you guys sent out, and okay. yep. yep, it looks like a the um, cube, right? A, yeah, it looks like a block from Minecraft. Um, <laughs> not that I play that game, but that's that's how it came off to me. It looks like uh, somebody was bored and got create creative with Minecraft and uh, and uh, video editor and just went nuts. It's it's crazy looking, you know what I mean? You got the if it looks angles. so CGI, maybe it's so real. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I mean, <sighs> you, you never know. I mean, you got the phone, you got the the phone lines or the power cable angle. You know, you've got the different angles, but I mean, that's not difficult, terribly difficult to do. But I mean. They put some work into it, so I don't know. Um, the thing is, though, Danny, with uh, with the way technology is, like I said earlier, you can manipulate the photos and videos so easily uh, that I have a hard time believing anything anymore. I mean, unless I see it with my own eyes and there's no video attached, just me actually looking at it in front of me, and my and it's right there, and I can actually look out with out a screen in front of me, then I believe it. But it's got to be now to that point because honestly, anybody that it's any twelve-year-old with the right software could be sitting in his basement creating videos online. Absolutely. So yeah. it's it's sure. become that easy and that accessible, especially with YouTube and everything else that's out there. And uh, you know, 
it's just it's becoming harder and harder to believe any kind of evidence like that. Uh, by the way, we're trying to get Johnny on the line here. Johnny Webb, who's your friend and our friend, and uh, tell the world about Johnny Webb here for a second, because the listeners might be like, who's Johnny Webb? Well, he he is, it's 3 o'clock, and I was trying to bring you somebody from the UK since you lost, uh, since you couldn't get your UK guest on. Uh, but, well, Johnny, uh, Webb, Johnny Webb wasn't picking up, and let me cut you there for a second, because we have another caller calling in, 907, you're live on Skywatchers Radio and Dark Matter Digital Network, and of course, PSN Radio. Welcome to the show. Who do we Hello, got? Angel. Yep, this is Randy Cole calling you from the Arctic. I just want to throw my two cents in. The Arctic? Thank you, Randy. What, what part the of Arctic. the Arctic are you in? Uh, Poodle Bay. Okay, so you got to see the wonderful Aurora Borealis uh, that was really enhanced because the solar flare recently was then. Well, you would think so, but no, because uh, up here it is daylight almost 24 hours right now, so we didn't see shit. Wow. Oh, whoops, 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 whoops. It's oh, the yeah, uh, cursing, right. eh? That's right, eh? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've got a Wait a minute, he's not Canadian. or is No, he no, Canadian? no. Maybe. You never know. Are you Canadian? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay, then you're okay. No Canadian here. Yep. You're good then. You're good. Now, hey, what do you uh, think? Uh, what, the, uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I watched it and uh, it. I, I thought it was probably fake. That, that's what I was going to ask you. What do you think of the video? <laughs> yeah, it's fake. yeah. Probably in my fake. opinion, it's fake. Yep. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if Alan, it is, this is not looking good for you, Alan. Uh, everybody's agreeing with me on this. If one. it is, it is, and I, you know, I'll just have to deal with it. If it is, it is. What, what else can I do and say? <laughs> Don't you, you hate know, though? You know, uh, I mean, what, 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 what exactly? I mean, you got some kind of technology that can whatever it did, and uh, it designs a block, a square. What? Why? I mean, because they are Borg. That's what I was <laughs> thinking. And, and they are Borg. They are the Borg. <laughs> now, Angel, Angel, I, I, I was on with Bill and Nancy. And okay. I called in on a show, referenced my balls of light in Washington State. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm still waiting for somebody, somebody else to speak up, reference that type of thing. I was hoping your guest tonight would mention it. He mentioned a little bit about inner, inner, uh, you know, uh, uh, interdimensional stuff, but not much. I'm still right. standing alone here with my partner that was with me that night. So, you know, anybody out there listening that's had something like that happen, we got to, you know, get together and chat. Well, yeah, I, have, you, your, what, I have no idea what there? balls of light he's talking about. So, well, it, that's a different, that's a, It's a different show altogether, Alan. Yeah, I, show I, altogether. I realize that. But. <laughs> Feature theater, buddy. Uh, I, I, no, but, I got that part, you know. I'm just, do, you, do you think the, the entire spectrum of UFOs has been misidentified that we're dealing with interdimensional beings and not aliens from another galaxy or another world in this dimension? Well, you know something, just, no, I think that we're, I think it could be all of the above, to be honest with you. What I saw, I, you know, I laughed when Art Bell's people said it was interdimensional. And it took me years to finally come around to think, well, what else could it have been, you know, based on that whole scenario, what happened? However, I have personally talked to people who have had some real enlightening things that have been talked about in you know, like Bob Hastings or Robert Hastings' book. Uh, I was a Minuteman missile mechanic in South Dakota. Never oh. saw anything myself, but by accident, I talked to this gentleman who turned out to be the subject of one of the main chapters of Robert's book. Oh, no kidding. And he told me things that he never even told Robert that were pretty astounding. So, and based on what he saw, I mean, that wasn't ours, you know, uh, and I believe the guy 100%. And he also made the comment, by the way, 
if anybody tells you that the men in black don't exist, you know, they're liars because he spent a number of hours in an office locked up with them going over what had happened out there. Now, so, when he talks about the men in black, how does he describe Are they human beings in some covert operation? Oh, yeah, yeah they, were, they, were, they were government people. Okay, you know, okay. Any, yeah, no question so they weren't like that. aliens, they look humanoid or nothing like that, right? No. Nope. These okay. were suits, you know, typical oh. FBI-type stuff, but, uh, you know, I mean, nothing nothing special that would indicate they were anything other than that. But well, why would he assume, though, why would he assume they're men in black and some weird, if there could be FBI or another government agent? Well, normally an FBI guy would say, hey, I'm with the FBI. That's I don't know point. what they identified themselves <laughs> as to him, but uh, <laughs> anyway, very interesting stuff. But I, I think we're dealing with a number of different things. But a lot of it, most likely man-made. I mean, look at the you know the stealth fighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, good Lord, if I would have saw that back in the 70s flying over my head, I would have swore it was something from another planet, you know. And yet those things were flying around out there for a number of, you know, number of years. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of the stuff is man-made, and I think our technology is a lot further than anybody's going to tell you, of course. You know, of course, so, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, I thought I'd throw my two cents in worth there. And uh, Anyway, you guys have a great show tonight. This is pretty good. It's been very good. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the uh, compliment. Appreciate you calling in. Please All right. do it again in the future. Okay. We love calls. Oh, yeah, I'll be listening. And uh, <laughs> if I find it noteworthy, I'm going to call in by again. All right. Good you guys man. have a good night. Thanks. Thank Bye. you, sir. And unfortunately, Johnny Webb won't make it on the show tonight. We're, uh, we're short on time here. Uh, Danny, stick around on Skype here for a couple minutes after the uh, show wraps up. Uh, got some gotcha. technical stuff to talk to you about because you, of course, is you, you're a major producer in the radio game now. You know that. Uh, I appreciate that. That's, major. <laughs> that's uh, a mad compliment. I don't know if I buy it completely, but uh... <laughs> he's just trying to cozy up to you, and that's okay. Hey, <laughs> if it wasn't for Angel, uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now, which is uh, learning. Which is in Miami. Well, I wish I was. I, I wish I was in Miami. Um, He's in Nolens. I'm in Nolens. That's a beautiful place too, Nolens. Yeah. Yes. Well, you guys need to set up. You need to set up one of your conventions, Alan, and um. You know, bring the party down here, and we'll take um, by the rest. By the way, guys, by the way, I'm That's... I'm already saving for one of these things. I call the Echo Capsule. Uh, look it up; they're going to go on sale this year coming up. Um, check that out on Google. Echo oh. Capsule. What is, is that? that? When crowds? you see it, you're you're going to poop your pants. It's a, it's an amazing thing. Echo Capsule. Uh, it's going to revolutionize how you travel and where you know how you go to places and where you have to stay because you know the most expensive thing of going anywhere is staying in hotels and stuff when you got to go to conventions. Are you well, thinking Echo things... or Eco Eco no, no, Capsule echo, or e- Eco Echo Eco Eco Capsule Eco One C Eco Capsule okay. ECO Eco Capsule. I've seen it and uh, you should, you sent me a link to it or you sent, yep. sent Oh out yeah, a tweet. I've seen this thing before. It is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, but unreal. when you see the price, it's astronomical. Well, well that's yeah. only for the first few models. Yeah, I'm just... I mean, not too it's bad, cool. but it, it's it's awesome. Guys, you know what else is awesome? Exit music, and we got to start playing it because we got to go. <laughs> we got to go. We got to go. Skywatchers Radio is done Who do we got evening. next week? Who do we got next week coming up? Well, I'm going to tease who we got next week. Okay. I want to just tell you that it's a very prominent figure in the world of ufology. Sounds good. That's not, say, that's not saying much. Oh, that, <laughs> that, that was rather anything. on the big side. Well, that's what I was trying to go for, actually. <laughs>
little vague. A little bit vague. Actually, we're going to have Deborah Jane East on the show. Not to be so vague. Hey, Deborah Jane East. And uh, you're going to dig why uh, we're going to have her on the show. It's going to be really fun. So stick around for that. Guys, until next week, this is the Dark Matter Digital Network and PSN Radio signing off. Skywatchers Radio 